1: Welcome to Curious Minnesota, I'm your host, Eric Roper. Today we're delving into the politics behind the Equal Rights Amendment, also known as the ERA. The amendment to enshrine equal rights for men and women into the U.S. Constitution was passed by Congress nearly 50 years ago, but did not get the state approvals needed before the necessary deadline. Here in Minnesota, state lawmakers are also pursuing a similar amendment to the state constitution. Jesse Van Burkle joins us after penning a recent Curious Minnesota story on the topic. Topic. So, Jesse, we're talking about the Equal Rights Amendment, which has had a bit more attention lately. Why is that? Why is it back in the news?
0: So, the Equal Rights Amendment has been around for decades, but it reemerged as a priority around the 100th anniversary of women's suffrage, of women getting the right to vote. So, supporters of the Equal Rights Amendment said that this is the time to take up this push again and ensure that women have equal protections under the law.
1: And so, what is the Equal Rights Amendment?
0: So the Equal Rights Amendment would state that equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state on account of sex. That's the language that has been proposed both at the federal level and at the state level.
1: I guess it was just my assumption that there were already protections of that nature built in, whether it was through court precedent in Minnesota and elsewhere, or through state statute? Is that not the case? Or what, what would this do that is not already baked into you know current law?
0: So there are indeed a lot of laws that address equality. There's the Civil Rights Act and the Equal Pay Act from the 60s and a number of other laws. But proponents of the ERA say that those have been insufficient and that there are still plenty of examples of women facing discrimination, whether it's around pay equity or pregnancy discrimination in the workplace. They say that the U.S. Constitution and here in Minnesota, the state constitution needs to be changed to explicitly state that discrimination based on sex is not allowed.
1: Okay. And so this has its origins going back, you know, more than 50 years. So what's kind of the history here?
0: So at the federal level, this has been going on for decades. And actually, the ERA did pass in Congress and went out for states to ratify. They needed 38 states to ratify by a certain deadline, 1982. And they came up short. They didn't meet that deadline in time. So states, including Minnesota, have since been taking it up. And in Minnesota, one of the first real pushes was in the 1990s, where um, Minnesota Senator Dick Cohen said, you know, this has failed to happen at the, at the federal level. We need to change Minnesota state law. And since then, there's been a number of attempts, but none has come to fruition and gone to voters.
1: Going to voters because it's not just changing a law. We're talking about actually changing the Minnesota Constitution, right?
0: You got it. So after it was to pass the House and the Senate, then it would go to Minnesota voters on the ballot to decide.
1: Okay. So what is the opposition here? I mean, obviously, if it hasn't passed, then there must be uh, some differences of opinion about this pretty, you know, succinct language that we're talking about adding. It's just not a long bill, right? It's a pretty short thing. Why, Why is it controversial?
0: Correct. There's a number of reasons that the ERA has created controversy over the years, but particularly in Minnesota in recent years, the focus has been around abortion in large part and abortion rights. Anti-abortion lawmakers worry that this could expand abortion rights. They they fear that having an ERA could require access to abortion and state funding for abortion to be available more broadly. Democrats, however, have largely opposed that and said the original ERA language, separate of any abortion neutral clause, should be what passes.
1: Okay. And also, more recently, issues about uh, sex and gender have come into play as well, right?
0: Correct. The version that recently passed the Minnesota House, which is led by Democrats, would have said that discrimination is not allowed on the basis of gender, which Democrats argue is a more inclusive term. And Republicans have focused on using the the word sex, which they say, you know, is more narrowly defined, tailored to a man and a woman and should be used instead of gender.
1: Okay. And so just back to the practical effects for a moment, what do we know about cases that have come up where an an equal rights amendment nationally or otherwise would have made a fundamental difference?
0: So there have been a number of cases that supporters of the ERA point to. A key one was back in 2011, where a bunch of Walmart employees brought a class action lawsuit on behalf of 1.5 million workers over sex discrimination. The Supreme Court actually dismissed that case, and supporters of the ERA point to that as an example of a place where the Constitution needs to clearly state that you cannot discriminate on a basis of gender
1: or sex. Because this would affect how they interpret the case?
0: Exactly. Supporters argued that it would also send a really clear signal to employers and companies that this is in the Constitution, You need to be very thoughtful about this in your practices.
1: Okay. So the 100th anniversary of the 19th amendment has come and gone. We have, there is no, uh, you know, they were looking it sounds like they were aiming for this summer to get this passed or to have it in law. And that, that hasn't happened. What's the prospect here moving forward? I mean, what's the likeliest next steps based on what's happening at the Capitol? And, and also there is a lot happening <laughs> we should add. So what are the, you know, prospective next steps here?
0: Yeah, there's a ton going on. And This could come up again in the next session. Both Republican and Democratic lawmakers said they would like this to pass in 2021. However, they have a lot of other priorities that they're focused on. The state has budget challenges and all sorts of major issues that it will be tackling. And this could fall by the wayside. But... If the House and Senate were indeed to pass the ERA, it could go to voters on the ballot in the next year or two.
1: Well, because I think Dick Cohen said in your story that he wishes they had done it when uh, Democrats controlled the House and the Senate. But what they just—it wasn't a priority at the, that time, right? Or what? What did he say about that?
0: Correct. He said. Yeah, he wished they could have gotten it done. There was a time when Democrats controlled both the House and Senate, but it just wasn't a political priority. And there's a chance that it could fall by the wayside yet again.
1: Does it fall cleanly along partisan lines as far as support and opposition?
0: No, it doesn't. There have been a number of Republicans who have supported it and, and you know introduced ERA bills in recent years in the Minnesota legislature. So there is some bipartisan support. But it comes down to those gatekeepers who decide which bills get heard.
1: And obviously they can just put it on the ballot, but then it would be up to voters to say yes or no. Do we know about, you know, has there been polling or otherwise what what might happen if it were on the ballot?
0: I'm not aware of any polling, but yes, it would need to pass the House and Senate and then go to voters um, to decide.
1: So is the U.S. constitutional amendment effort, is that basically done? I mean, or is that still an ongoing thing?
0: That absolutely still continues. There's a lot of legal complications around that. They've reached the 38-state threshold that was needed to ratify, but that came long after the deadline that was originally set has been passed. And some of the states that had previously ratified it have since rescinded that. So a push is on to extend the original deadline to count those 38 states, but even if they were to extend that deadline, there would be a big argument about whether those you know, handful of states that have rescinded their support even count. Mm-hmm. So legal debates and congressional debates continue.
1: Got it. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for filling us in on this, the Equal Rights Amendment, and uh, appreciate your context today and help. My pleasure. Listeners, can you believe that this is our 18th episode? We've now done shows about everything from the Stone Arch Bridge to Fortune 500 companies and even the state's gopher mascot. I can say that I personally have learned a lot in these interviews, and we're doing the best we can to keep this show interesting. If you have any thoughts about how to improve the podcast, we want to hear them. Just email curious at startribune.com. And if you know someone who you think might like what we're doing here at Curious Minnesota, please tell them to tune in. I would personally appreciate that very much. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to Curious Minnesota. We want to hear from you. Ask questions and read more stories online at startribune.com backslash curious. Our show is recorded at the Star Tribune's headquarters in beautiful downtown Minneapolis. And our music is produced by Matt Gilmer. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or leave a review. And until next time, stay
1: curious.